It's a brace for the 18-year-old and three points in the back for Chicago. Federico Navarro weaving his way through, and it's in. It falls for Shaqiri. The Swiss international back onto the score sheet, and he doubles the fire lead. All right, football fans, welcome into another edition of the Intercontinental Football Show. I am your host, Tyler Terrence, of course, on-air personality for the fire and commentator for Major League Soccer on Apple TV. And we have a very special episode, not only because it is the episode before the season opener at Soldier Field, March 4th against NYCFC, 7.30 local time on Apple TV, but make sure you get your tickets at chicagofirefc.com. That's not the only reason. We have brand new President of the Chicago Fire on the business side, Mr. David Baldwin, who is joining us on the podcast for the first time. Mr. President, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is uh, is fantastic. Excited to spend some time with you. Absolutely. Um, So we're coming off the kickoff luncheon, 2023 kickoff luncheon. That was the first time that we've had it since COVID. It was my first luncheon uh, in addition to yours. Um, Seemed like a fantastic event. A lot of people, you know, I think we did really well in terms of raising money for the Plays Foundation. What, What were your takeaways from the luncheon? Yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, I think we had somewhere between six to 700 people there and, uh, you know, got a chance to meet some of our sponsors, our supporters, uh, you know, people here locally and, and throughout the greater Chicagoland area that care about the team and the organization. And to your point, raised a lot of money. We're going through and, and tailing it right now. But from everything I've heard, it was one of, if not our, our best foundation luncheons we've ever hosted. So, yeah, just really fantastic day all the way around. And a big shout out to Jessica Yavitz and the entire community relations crew for putting on that event. It is not easy. Um, and the Swiss Hotel were excellent hosts, but a, a really fun event. And if you have not been to a luncheon before, we highly suggest it for 2024. But um, Dave, first off, what attracted you to this job here in Major League Soccer and in Chicago? Yeah, it's a good question. I think from a from a personal perspective, I'm from the Midwest originally. I've spent the last 15 years or so kind of make, making my way throughout the industry. But my wife and I have always wanted to get back to the Midwest. And so it, it sort of checked that box. But then on a, on a professional side, there was three or four things I really looked at that made this opportunity stand out. The first is to, to work for an owner like Joe, right? Uh, extremely high character, high integrity, someone that cares uh, a lot about this club and about the city and is very heavily invested and and really um, not only has great values, but also really kind of puts his money where his mouth is and as far as uh, how he, you know, how he invests in, in trying to put a winner on the pitch. So that was probably number one to me. I think uh, that relationship with your boss is always really important. And then I'd say just a couple other things. We're at such a pivotal time for soccer coming off the World Cup. Uh, you know, as, as fandom grows here throughout the United States, I think uh, I saw a stat recently that soccer uh, fans are growing at six times the pace of any of the other major mm. uh, major league sports for 18 to, to 40 year olds, which is, is obviously such a key demographic when you talk about attracting new fans. And so uh, really just a, a point of inflection, I think, you, you know, obviously you're very intimately involved on, on Apple TV and, and everything that's happening there. And so uh, a lot of excitement just around soccer, the sport, around the league. And then, uh, you know, I, I think the passionate fan base here in Chicago, you know, Chicago's notorious for having great fans. Uh, growing up in Detroit, I got to see a lot of Pistons-Bulls rivalries back in the day. And, and this city obviously knows how to support a winner. And so my hope is that, you know, as we continue to get better on the pitch and uh, better throughout the community, you know, we're able to to really kind of rally support here around the fire. And I'm 
I'm really excited to see where it'll go. So I think those are all all things that really attracted me to this opportunity. So I take it you're a big Isaiah Thomas fan. You like a little you like a little bite in some of your players. There, uh, yeah, I, I you know I grew up a Pistons fan. Uh, I'm I'm happy to you know happy to adjust my fandom now. Uh, I have some friends that work uh, for the Bulls that I'm pretty close with, so uh, have already got to to go over to United Center and catch a game. But uh, yes, I did grow up a, a fan of the Bad Boys Pistons. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, excited to to be here in Chicago. Now. I don't know. I, I think I'd like to liken uh, Federico Navarro, our, our holding central midfielder in the there middle of the floor, that's yeah. like an Isaiah Thomas who's not backing down from anybody. Yeah. It's almost almost trying to pick a fight. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think he'll be one of your favorites. I think Good. if you're if you're a Bad Boys kind of guy. Good. Um, so your previous experiences within sports, you made a lot of different stops in the NFL. Talk about those and sort of um, you know how they led you to this position and prepared you for this task? Sure. So, so I, I played small college basketball coming out of school. I spent, you know, the first five years of my career in the NBA. And then uh, the majority of the next decade was, was spent in the NFL. I spent six years in Miami with the Dolphins and then uh, another two years in Washington, D.C. with the Washington football team, who eventually became the Washington Commanders. And uh, I, I think all of those prepared me probably in different ways. Each, you know, each opportunity was was unique in its own right. But uh, really learning how to create uh, a, a culture that is one in which we interact really closely with our fans and our supporters and we get to know what it is that people love the most about their game day experience and then also how they like to be tied into the club outside of just game day or outside of match day and how you know how we can create you know programs with year-round events and benefits and, and discounts tailored towards their fandom and then on the on the sponsor side really, you know, working to uh, create opportunities to just provide fantastic ROI. And so those are, are things I got to see, you know, in both the NBA and NFL. And, you know, obviously it's cool for us to play at a stadium like the iconic Soldier Field where, uh, you know, we're, we don't have the attendance that the Bears do, but hopefully one day we'll we'll get to, to that point. And so, yeah, just really excited to, to take what's already here in place and then, and then try and build on it. So college basketball, a little bit of NFL as well. Yeah. Um, how much of a soccer fan were you? Uh, full transparency, I, I didn't grow up the biggest soccer fan. Uh, obviously, you know, I think, it, again, sort of as, as we're seeing across the country is, is it becomes a more relevant here, uh, relevant sport here locally with the expansion of MLS and, uh, and World Cup and, and how the women's national team always per performs and, and does so great. Uh, I'm, I'm becoming more of a fan. And uh, while I was in Miami, had the opportunity to oversee sales for El Clasico back in 2017, which, mm. you know, obviously was was one of the uh, highest grossing matches in world history. And, you know, have just been been able to be part of a handful of friendlies down there um, that were, you know, I think somewhat uh, enlightening and, and, you know, taught me a lot about uh, about soccer fans. But, I, you know, full disclosure, I have a long way to go. And uh, one of the things that I love about uh, fire fans here is that they're so welcoming. I actually got the opportunity to go meet with a bunch of our supporters uh, several weeks ago at AJ Hudson's, which is a, you know, a, a soccer bar up on the North side. And it was, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but it was a couple of weeks back. It was snowing a lot. It was like yeah. three or four <laughs> inches fell at night. We had over a hundred people packed into this small room. And I got to know, you know, not only who's people's favorite player was or were, but how, uh, how they became a fan of the fire and what their traditions are. And, uh, I may or may not have taken a shot of Malort at one point. So, uh, you know, getting to getting to know our fans here locally, I think will just help me get up to, to speed even faster. Um, so I have to ask, what are your thoughts on Malort? 
uh, you know, I'm going to choose to not answer that. That's, that's no totally fair. Out. That's totally fair. I want to rub any local homage <laughs> to Chicago land. I'll, I'll rub the I'll rub it's gasoline. Don't yeah. go anywhere near it. No, <laughs> we won't talk about ice, ice cream nachos either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, off going off of that, you weren't necessarily the biggest fan. And, and I think you're spot on about the fire uh, fan base as well. I mean, at least for me, you know, having come come in as a kid from Jersey and, you know, I didn't really have an MLS team growing up, but, um, you know, they welcomed me. And not only that, but I've had conversations with them about, um, you know, open arms in terms of the supporters section and wanting more people to go experience that. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've never experienced the supporters section and you want to be where all the action is because it is a party for 90 minutes, go on over there. There's no gatekeeping over there. People, you know, we want to continue to grow the game, but also grow that section of Soldier Field. Um, but any big soccer moment to you um, in the past, like 10, 15 years, that's like stood out to you as like a, a key memory, whether it be Landon Donovan, 2010 in South Africa, maybe Liverpool winning the Premier League a couple of years ago, shameless plug, uh, anything that sticks out to you? <laughs> I'm not I'm not a huge Liverpool fan, so I, I wouldn't say that that stood out to me. But I think, yeah, I mean, the Landon Donovan goal, that was that was cool. I, you know, I remember um, I just, re you know, I remember watching games and uh, I believe we will win chance. And, you know, I, I think. Um, those are all things that stood out to me. Honestly, I had a lot of fun down in Tucson this year. I got to uh, got to travel down with um, with some of the members of our team and just watch preseason. And uh, I think we were we were playing uh, Sacramento FC. And I think we won four zero or four nil, and it was a, just a fantastic uh, experience for me to get to sit with Georg and Sebastian and Eddie and and sort of hear from them their thoughts on uh, on the game, and then. Uh, I love just how, you know, how fast paced it is, right? I mean, it's 90 minutes, it's nonstop action. You know, I think about having worked in all the other major leagues, I, I know how much of a, uh, a process and an experience it can be to go to a game uh, mm -hmm. in the other leagues, right? Oftentimes it's a four, five, six hour thing. Here you can come down to Soldier Field and, you know, be home a couple hours later. And so uh, I think those are all things that stand out to me is, is a, just a huge plus and benefit to, to soccer. Uh, but as I think back on my own phantom, I would probably say, um, sorry to get, get, get back and answer your question, probably El Clasico in 2017. Yeah. Like, I mean, to see the, uh, just to see the, the fandom and see people travel from all over the globe. I mean, that was one of the cool things about working in Miami it was such an international city. So yeah. there was, uh, there was such hype and buzz around that event. It was, it was really fun to be a part of. Awesome stuff. So speaking of your previous experiences, particularly two of the teams that you mentioned, whether it be the Dolphins or, or the Washington Commanders. So it's not a secret that those teams struggled a little bit on the field in terms of making the playoffs and, and things of that nature. And again, it's no secret here in Chicago, um, five years without the postseason as well. Um, how have those experiences and the success that you had personally sort of prepared you um, to maybe take on this task here in Chicago with a team that, yes, has has been struggling on the field? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I think, you know, ultimately I've had the opportunity to work for some great, some great mentors and bosses in the past who have, have taught me the value in how to build a, you know, how to build a franchise or a club, a team the right way and how to provide a lot of value for our fans. And, you know, so to, to, to touch on some of the success when I was with the Dolphins, I think we led the NFL in new season tickets sold, mm. you know, three or four years in a row and, and same thing on the corporate suite or, or luxury suite side. And then this, you know, last couple of years with the commanders, we were one of the top teams for new club seat sales and new suite sales, despite some, some, you know, negative uh, headwinds from a PR perspective. So as far as how those have prepared me, you know, I, I don't know that I have, you know, the, the magic answer on how to make sure that Soldier Field is, is filled every game, but I, I do have 
a pedigree of working for people that have, you know, shown me how to do that in the past and have had a, a fair amount of success at it. It's not going to come overnight. It's going to take us some time, but it is such a cost-effective way for companies to reward their employees and send people out to games or for them to, you know, generate new business uh, by inviting prospects out to games or for, for, for the local Chicago B2B community. And then on the, on the, B2C side, you know, we really want to provide value for families, you know, as, as you look at uh, discretionary income and how people choose to spend it, we don't take it lightly that they would choose to come to a, a fire match. And so we want to make sure that people come with really high expectations and leave being blown away about how awesome their game day experience was. And then the last thing I would say is using the fire as a, a fundraising opportunity, whether it be your place of worship or where your kids go to school or a youth sports league, there's the opportunity to use the fire through some of our group sales fundraising, very similar to how Girl Scouts use cookies, uh, is a way to, to leverage us as a business tool to help, you know, help you raise funds for whatever your initiatives are. So I would say those are all some of the strategies that we'll look to implement over the next, you know, year or two here and just really excited to, you know, to take crack at it. So you mentioned earlier just about how different soccer is comparatively to the NFL in terms of a consumer experience. You're in and out in two hours. Yeah. There's no commercials through, you know, through either side of 45 minutes. It's very different and it's not as easily marketable as maybe, um, you know, other sports leagues. But with that said, what do you find attractive about the game of soccer? As somebody who's coming into it, and I almost, you know, I almost would prefer that viewpoint as somebody who's been engrossed in it and, is, and only consumes soccer. Um, so what, what do you find attractive about it? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think the the quick nature of the game, which we sort of already alluded to, I think the you know uh, low cost or, or low entry point to get in, right? I mean, an average NFL ticket is significantly higher than what it costs to to come to an MLS match. Uh, and I would again go back to the the growing young fan base, right? The the fact that this is not a shrinking fan base, but but soccer in America is growing extremely quick. We have the World Cup coming here, as you know, in a couple of years, which. I think will will really help take to the next level, and then uh, and then the last thing I would add is that it's high energy. Like when we were down in when we were down in Tucson, uh, I remember I got a, a text from my wife and I looked down and next thing I know everyone around me was cheering because we had just scored and I missed it. Right? A lot of times, you know, basketball is is you know something where they'll score 120 points. If you miss a field, you know, you miss a shot or a field goal here or there, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're watching soccer, if you take your eyes off the pitch at any minute, something can go from zero to 60 really quickly. So I'd say those are all things that, that stand out to me. And going off of the of the World Cup shout, I mean, when you take a look back in 1994, when the U.S. last hosted it, MLS is born. Yeah. What do you see as potential possibilities for when the MLS does come here or when, excuse me, the World Cup does come here in 2026? As far as just how it'll advance. Yeah. And yeah. How it's going to grow the game in the country. Yeah. Look, I think that uh, there's there's a couple of things you'll have fans that are diehards who will will spend a lot of money to travel to a city where a match is being hosted and, you know, hotel prices and everything else. So there'll be a lot of discretionary income that's, that's kind of funneling into the game to see a lot of corporate uh, partners or, or sponsors supporting it in a major way. And that's fantastic. And that's what you would anticipate. But I, what, what I think will be really good is it's going to move people who are non-fans, non-observers to become casual fans and observers. I think it's going to take casual fans and observers and take them off the sideline and get them to start coming out supporting their local team. Uh, so, so those are, I, I think, just kind of advancing people through the, the stages of fandom or commitment. 
uh, you'll you'll start to see that really take place here over the next couple of years. Um, so this is a question that I've wanted to ask you since we we met for the first time 24 hours ago. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of rumors circulating that you and I look alike. Thoughts, concerns. Um, ah. how, how do how do we feel about that? Someone told me we were doppelgangers. I don't know that I would go that. No, I don't know no. that I'd go that far. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know your age. I'm not going to ask you on the podcast, but I'm going <laughs> to assume I'm your. I'll be like your older brother. I'm a little bit bigger. A little bit I think. You have the better hair, uh, so I'm jealous of that. I'm jealous of of the style. So listen, I'll take it. Um, and by the way, I'm not backing down in the post. You know, if we ever were to play one on one either, just just so that you know, uh, you I'm, could, I'm retired now. I'm you're retired. retired? What? Yeah. You got like some knee or back yeah, issues? Yeah, I, I got a bad back. So at this point, I'm I'm retired, and uh, you know, I'll just stick to to the being on the sideline. I'll coach. There you go. There you go. Um, so you talked yesterday uh, at the luncheon, and I like the word that you used um, when talking about Chicago sports fans. Notorious. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they are. They're one of the cities that you can point to, whether it be Philly, New York, Chicago, yeah. die hard, passionate, have the highest expectations um, for their club. How do you take that on in terms of responsibility and, and uh, you know, a privilege as well, you know, coming over into somebody from the Midwest who knows Chicago intimately and what they're all about? It's, it's, so I've, I've had the, I've worked in Atlanta, I've worked in Miami, I've worked in Washington, D.C. Those are uh, areas that I would say are like highly transient, right? So you have, you have fan bases that, uh, you know, people only live there a couple of years, they come, they go, and, and maybe they don't really have that that diehard commitment to their their team. And that's the exact opposite here in Chicago and, and in a lot of the Midwest. You have people that are born and raised here, you know, south side, north side, I'm cheering for the Cubs, I'm cheering for the White Sox. And like that is, you know, that, that is how they raise their family. And, and that is uh, such a big part of, of their life. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, responsibility is a good word. I, you know, I, I do take this as a responsibility and, and an honor and a privilege to, you know, to, to get the opportunity to run this club on the business side and work really closely with, with sporting on uh, trying to support them and, you know, make sure that we're doing what we can uh, to generate enough revenue to make sure that we're continuing to invest in the, the team on the pitch, right? Make sure that we're putting the money behind scouting and analytics and all of those things that, you know, the, the, greater we do filling the stands and, and filling out our, our lists and our roster of corporate partners, the more uh, money that's going to, to provide for, for sporting to go and do those things. So I do look at it as a responsibility and it's a one that I'm really excited about and feel very honored to, you know, to be doing it. So what are your favorite parts about Chicago so far? I mean, you moved here in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the winter, not exactly opportune. I'm sure you've been here before, but um, you know, what are your favorite parts about the city? Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. One, um, I, I got here right after uh, right after Christmas, and so still seeing kind of the city in the in the Christmas mode, kind of lit up down on Michigan Ave. That was awesome. And then uh, the food scene is you know out of this so world. Right? Yeah, I, I I think in Chicago you get the best of both worlds. Where I think we're the the third largest market in the U.S. You get uh, a lot of energy, right? Just kind of the buzz in the city. There's there's a lot of people downtown, but it's not overwhelming. I don't feel like you have maybe in an LA or New York where, you know, uh, where there's so many people that, that it's almost at, at times a little unsettling or overwhelming. I think there's there's a lot of buzz and energy here. It's a world-class city. It's a fantastic food scene, um, you know, thriving uh, corporate market, right? We have a lot of big businesses that are headquartered here, or at least have a regional presence in the greater Chicagoland area. And then the last thing I would say is just Midwest kind of salt of the earth values here, right? You know, people that 
you know, will give me the shirt off their back. That's what it means to, to help you out. So yeah, just excited to, to be back in the Midwest. And my wife and I are thrilled to make Chicago our home. Any neighborhoods you're particularly fond of so far? Or, uh... Yeah, you know what? She's on Zillow every day. Looking, <laughs> uh, so we actually, we have a four and a half year old named Hudson, a three-year-old named Blake, and then she is uh, eight months pregnant. So uh, right now, uh, her and our, our boys are living with her parents in Grand Rapids, uh, you know, where, where they're from. Uh, and then I go back and forth on the weekends, but that really allows me to support to work and kind of gear up for our, our opener here against NYCFC on uh, on Saturday, March 4th. And then uh, she'll deliver in Grand Rapids. And as soon as that's done, hopefully we will have have found a home here in Chicago and her and the boys will, will move on out. Third one on the way, huh? Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about playing zone defense? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. It's crazy. I, uh, I am, uh, you know, as soon as I get home, it's like we go into WrestleMania and I <laughs> the tickle monster. Uh, and so it's, it's fun to, you know, to get to be dad and kind of take off the suit and tie and, and jump into that mode after work every day. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, same thing. it's an honor and a privilege to, to, yeah. you know, to do that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited to be here. Great. All right. One last little section here, rapid fire, sure. uh, quick, don't, hot don't seat. give it a hot seat on the, the hottest seat. Yeah, okay. that's right. All right. Bar <laughs> Barcelona or Madrid. Uh, Barca. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Liverpool or City? City, just because I know you're a Liverpool fan. I mean, already? Yeah. Come on, yeah. my man. <laughs> deep dish or New York style? Oh, deep dish, for sure. You don't mean that, do you? No, no, like, like Chicago style deep if dish. If I was to turn off the microphone right now. I... So I grew up in Detroit, which kind of has like a, it's like a hybrid deep dish, right? It's a little bit more. Yeah, that's gross like, too. It's like a, it's like a brick, uh, like they call that Sicilian <laughs> style, I think. Uh, but yeah, New York, see, that's the problem. I, I lived in on the East Coast for a long time, and it's just kind of like those like floppy, greasy pizzas. I'm all in on Chicago. This, you're like one of the first people who's hated on a New York style pizza before. Now, the only qualms that I have with like true Chicago style deep dish, like a Lumonati's or a Giordano or something, is that sometimes it's so thick, you it's all it's like, like lasagna, you get, yeah, like fork and knife with it. Yeah. But uh, if you're like, oh, you can have a slice of pie, like that's that's definitely what I'm choosing over New York. All right, sure. you're you're scoring tons of I would say brownie points, but these okay. are deep fish points with <laughs> with our with, with our fans here. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Would you rather go for a run or go to the gym? Uh, go to the gym. I don't. I'm anti cardio. Anti cardio. Yeah, I just like it's never been my thing. But you okay. know who's huge into cardio is Joe. He goes running like he does. Know, yeah, he's a run, running maniac. Right. So we can kind of balance each other out there. There you go. Yeah, you guys are like a you know walking uh, equinox for yeah. uh, for the Chicago Fire right now. Um, last one, and it's an important one: soccer or football. <laughs> Uh, how about football? With the, there you go, with the accent on it too. Yeah, spelling. So I'm all in on soccer. Yeah, okay, I'm all in on the Chicago Fire and then the soccer team. All right, awesome. Well, Dave, this has been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the podcast. Um, welcome to Chicago. It, it's been great getting to know you, and I'm sure the fans are are appreciative of it. Um, and we hope to see everybody out at uh, Soldier Field on uh, March 4th. Yeah, come join us March 4th. Let's get that home home pitch, home field advantage. We're excited to see everyone at Soldier Field. First 10,000 fans. Will receive a flag that uh, is very uh, closely resembling our our kit uh, that we're launching here. So very excited to see everyone there. Thank you for making me feel so welcome. And uh, almost fire.